All right, welcome to uh, Taz Show. I'm Taz, by the way. Hello. Uh, hi. Um, best of sports chatter, basically, here in this best of series for the Taz Show. Uh, look at, let's be honest, okay? There are a lot of people who do sports and radio. It's becoming popular the past couple of years, sports radio. And there are people that go on television and they talk about sports. That, too, is starting to become real popular. There are shows that are just about sports, that people talk about them, that never taken a bump. But I digress, and this is what I want to let you people know. Nobody, I can assure you, nobody covers sports like I cover sports. Maybe the Barstool guys. I'll put them over. But otherwise, because they give you a different slant, I give you my slant, which is different than all these other people that are starting to get into the sports talk thing. Okay, I cover sports like nobody else. You're going to love this. Taz show, best of. Every day's a best of here. You know that. Every day I do shows, they're best ofs. Every day, every episode, every minute, every second, video, audio, streaming, live, on demand, don't matter. Best all the time. I'm the best. I'm the best. It's that simple. I'm running the game. I'm the best. Best of sports talk from the Taz show now. Live from NYC, human suplex machine, the one and only king. They stream it and they scream. It's the Taz Show. Everybody hacking. Everybody just wants more with the action. Hip Hop Jones got the music blasting. Better watch out. It's all he's asking. Over like Rover. He keeps it real. He's no joker. Original. He's no poser. No competition. He's the owner. There I'm moving speakers closer. Cause it's time to tune in to the Taz Show. One of my favorite new sports, the NASCAR. Yeah, he certainly did. Because the, the you know, the, Na- <laughs> the NASCAR, the NASCAR. I've been developing uh, the, to realize that uh, it's another one of those sports that everyone thinks is a shoot and it's a work. Oh boy! Oh, here, here they come. It's not like I have a lot of fans that listen to watch the show from down south or. Oh no, not at all. Or the Midwest. Or the, yeah, NASCAR fans. Did you just, did I just hear you say, did that dumbass Yankee just say, NASCAR's a work? Did I just hear this son of a bitch say that? Hey, Millie, that Yankee up there in New York with that bearded pirate said that NASCAR's a work. He's a dumbass, Jim Bob. <laughs> hey, Vince, guess what? I can say redneck and hillbilly. It's my own show. I don't work for you anymore. <laughs> As long as I call myself a Yankee, I'm not insulting anybody from the South. I love the people from the South. love everybody in this world. I go down to the South there. I wrestle down there a bunch over in the Georgia and the, and the West Virginias, the Kentuckys. West Virginia. What am I doing? Carolinas. They love me down there. They go, they go bat-ass crazy for me. I think it's the singing. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you just tell me that we, we have some video footage... Of uh, Festivus, Festivus <laughs> from the New York Mets, and his new way of transportation with the Syndergaard to get to the spring training baseball practice. Do we have the footage? And here's the footage: the Cestopus <laughs> in a white hat. There's the Syndergaard, the great pitcher, with a Mets batting helmet on, which is hilarious. They are just strolling in with a couple of horses, big ponies. This is pretty funny. 
and we're looking at the video footage here. I would love to say it's exclusive. It's not because this was on the news. I am not a giant fan. You know, some people got confused and thought I was like bitching on Twitter because I was ripping Aaron Rodgers. I wasn't it ripping Aaron Rodgers' performance, and I don't think I, I'm not saying the man's not a great quarterback. But he's starting to make me feel like when I watch him, I'm starting to think of Brady. Now, from a football perspective, you say, well, that's a big compliment. And it is, because they're both great. There's no doubt. But I, I personally, I should say personally, I don't like the, the, the demeanor of Tom Brady. And, and I don't like his, he's like Joe Buck himself. He's the holier-than-thou attitude that, you know, arrogance and all that crap. I don't like arrogant people. I don't like people that, that walk around and, what are you smirking at? What are, what is I'm, that? I'm curious as to your take. I'm, I, I'm, I'm interested no, by this. You're, you're looking at me like, Yo, you're arrogant. I'm not arrogant. No, no, I wouldn't say that. I'm no, kidding. no, never. Don't I, you want to lead by example? You want your quarterback having bravado. No? I do want him to have bravado, bro, but the, the, the Tom Brady and then Aaron Rodgers, a little different. Tom Brady's cocky, and the cocky's good, but he's, he's like... Too cocky? Uh, no, nah, I don't. Look, these guys are pro athletes. They got to be cocky. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I know what cocky is. You don't want to smell like cocky. You want to act cocky. I get it. <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is this. Okay, there's a certain like Brady's got this like he tries to act like he's cool and he's not cool. <laughs> he's not a cool guy. He's the geeky guy. He, he's got the the beautiful, sexy model wife. Because he's a multi-billionaire, and he's a great football player. He's a great quarterback. He's not a great football player, by the way. He's a great quarterback, Okay. Tom Brady. Oh, I'm pissing people off. I think, Tom, I think Aaron Rodgers is a better football player than Tom Brady is. They're both great quarterbacks. And Tom Brady will go down in history as one of the greatest of all time. There's no doubt about it. That doesn't mean that I have to like Tom Brady. I just don't like it. I'm not the only one, son. People don't like Brady. Did he take the balls and order the equipment guy to alter them? I'm just telling you, bro, you like Tom Brady? No, as a Giants fan, I don't. Okay. But well, I, I respect his greatness, though. I respect his greatness, too. Oh, no, I, I'm, I agree. And I respect Aaron Rodgers' greatness. But Aaron Rodgers, I never disliked Aaron Rodgers. I watched this game yesterday. I started not to like him. Like, I look for the persona in these guys when they're playing. He was, look, he's great, Aaron Rodgers. God, if Aaron Rodgers or Brady ever went to the Buffalo Bills, I'd have a freaking parade. Are you kidding me? You're like, go nuts. That'd be awesome. But, you know, it's not going to happen. I know that. I'm just saying, I don't like the demeanor. So Aaron Rodgers yesterday seemed to me like he was really, like, trying to be too much, like, he's trying to be so much poise and... It's like, like uh, act like you've been there before. He took that to a whole nother level. Like, he was just acting like no cell. Just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, 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 Genghis Khan Kramati, whatever his name is. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kramati. Uh, Antonio? He's got 9,000 names. Oh, <laughs> Dominique Rogers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Genghis Khan Kramati. <laughs> like, you know, he, he, he gets hurt. The first play of the freaking game. That's a huge uh, thing for Aaron Rodgers and the Packer offense. No sell Jones. Unlike a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, who you got to love Ben Roethlisberger. This guy hurts his foot. He's walking around, goes to the press conference with a walker boot on, selling, limping. I'll be all right. I can play. Roethlisberger shows his hand. Like, he don't care. That's what I, I like. I, I like that. I like that guy's got a blunt, honest in your face. Is Roethlisberger overselling, though? Wearing the boot, making dude. I don't know. He looked like he twisted up. He might no, be I mean, I'm sure he did. He's he's a tough. He's a tough. <laughs> he's guy. a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, but now he could be overselling. But you got to be careful with the overselling because then you put the other team in a position of where they get too confident. 
which could be good and bad. That's all I'm saying. My point is, Aaron Rodgers was really on that field during that game, like complete no emotion. I've watched this guy play for years. He's great. I, how could you not turn on a football game and see commercials with him with his house on fire or whatever? It's, it's great stuff. He's funny. He does, throws the golf club through the window with Clay Matthews. I like Aaron Rodgers like that. But during the game yesterday, I started not to like him. What does this have to do with football? Absolutely nothing. But I'm just giving you my opinion because I handle football as an expert different than everybody else. I give a different take on the game. If you were under a rock and you didn't watch these games, which as I said, both sucked. Okay, uh, the Atlanta Falcons defeated the Green Bay Packers 44-21 to to advance in their second Super Bowl. So, I uh, predicted this and I was right. Okay, I told you the Falcons would win. Somebody in the studio said I was wrong and that the Packers would win. That'd be you, Dennis. Wrong. I was. You were wrong. I can admit it. But I was wrong on the other game. Dead wrong. Because I thought the Steelers would upset. That's wishful thinking. The Patriots, I was way off on that. And you were right on that. I think your fandom just bled in there. I think so. I mean, I think so. But whatever. So here's the The Falcons. Look, Matt Ryan. Matty Ice, as they call them, bitches. Okay, this guy is the man. He is the effing man. He was the man at BC, Boston College. Okay, I'm telling you what, I saw the kid play out there back in the day. He's been tearing up at the Falcons. He's my new favorite quarterback. Going right into the Super Bowl, just for, this, for the next two weeks. Okay. But no, I do like Matt Ryan, but he looked great. And this is the guy you want to win. Tom Brady, obviously great. First battle Hall of Famer, we know that. He's won, I mean, he's been to the Super Bowl like six or seven times, I think, right? This will be his seventh. Seventh time, him in the belly check, right? So Matt Ryan, let the guy go. Let him win. Just let him win. It's fun. The kids, oh, let him win. Let the guy win. You got enough, Brady. So Matt Ryan was 27 to 38, 392 yards, four touchdowns, bro. Dude, my man stepped up. Stepped up with the pressure on. In home. And look, look, this was a work, this game, by the way. I'm just letting you know, this game was a work. And the reason why is because the Georgia Dome's getting destroyed. So the last game for the Falcons in the Georgia Dome, a place that I've wrestled, by the way. We used to do Raws there, live Raws. <sighs> They're going to blow this place up. It's going to be gone. Thanks for coming. But you know what? It's done. It's gone. And then what happens is that's why it's a work. The Falcons just so happened to win the NFC Championship in the building on their last game. Come on. Work City Jones. You think I'm an idiot? Give me a break. You buy my, my theory? I, I mean, you got to. It, all the, everything lined up a little too perfectly just for the Falcons to go out on top. Something's fishy. Roger Goodell, Vince McMahon, a lot in common. Yes. Uh, well, I think so, yeah. Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. XFL was, you know, uh, I loved it. I also remember during Tough Enough, too. I mean, I remember, like, to me, like, when the first Tough Enough, I got all my all my wardrobe was XFL gear that was given to me by the WWE. So I was like, oh, I wear this on, uh, on uh, Tough Enough. Cool. I don't have to worry about washing my clothes or getting clothes. I will wear your clothes. No problem. I love the XFL. So um, anyway, I did enjoy it. I liked it. Um, I liked the documentary. Like I said, I think they did a good job of showing that, that true friendship and bond between two power, marketing, genius programming guys in Vince McMahon and um, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Dick Ebersole. You know, it, it, you could tell just by Dick Ebersole, and again, this guy helped create Saturday Night Live. This guy is so successful, like so, so successful, that he was so disappointed that the XFL flopped. And 
you could just tell. Just look at his eyes while he's talking about it. And his son, Dick Ebersole, uh son. I almost said Junior, but he's not a he's not a Dick. He's I don't ever, I don't know his name. Charlie. Okay, Charlie. You know him? Do you know him? Wasn't it? no. He's the one. Charlie Ebersole directed it. I don't know if they're that must that's his son. Oh, then then Charlie it is. Okay. Makeup News Jones. Here we go. Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. Well, here's the thing. Can you please GTS it? He's a producer now, so he produced this this whole this whole show, Thirty for Thirty, uh, you know, on the XFL, and he they had a little B roll of him in there, uh, in between like as a bump before one right after one of the breaks. Saying, "Is that his name?" Charlie Ebersole. Thank you. Saying, Charlie Ebersole was saying, you know, I've shot all this stuff as a cameraman. I've done this. I've done that. All these crazy things and and emotional things in his life, you know, uh, as a as a, a production person. And he said the toughest thing to do was sit there and interview, you know, my dad and Vince McMahon at separate times uh, about this failure that happened because it was you could see it was just it broke both of these men's hearts, you know. So you don't become as successful in that realm of TV without being passionate. Now I never met Dick Ebersole. I don't know the guy. You know, I know his knew his name for years. Obviously, being in TV biz, but I got to tell you, man, um, you really got to see their friendship and their passion and how hard they worked uh, d- during this, this this documentary. I also think that um, Bob Costas shouldn't have been in it, but Jim Ross should have been in it. <laughs> how about that? I-, I like that Coach was in it because Coach works for ESPN, so he's there. They can just shoot him on camera. Coach was uh, a sideline reporter with the XFL and being a WWE guy, I- and Coach is great on camera, so I think that was cool that Coach was in it. No doubt about that. He brings a great perspective. Um JR, I thought should have been in this, in my opinion. I really think so. Dolly Check goes up to him while he's on the bench. Day, night, cold, hot. Dolly Check goes up to Jabal Sheard. Who the fuck is he? He goes up to him and he starts talking to him while Brady's on offense. Once I saw that, while they're getting smashed, and Brady's wife is crying in the booth. Mr. Kraft is miserable in his vodka. And what's Belichick doing while, while Brady's trying to fight back early in the game and he's on offense? Belichick's not even talking or looking at the offense. He's talking to Jabal Shears about what's going on defensively and looking at a piece of paper. He's asking Jabal Shears what's going on out there. Belichick is coaching the defense while the Pats are on offense. No one else noticed that but me. Dennis, when I saw that, I got nervous. Because while the announcers were talking all the stupid shit they were talking, and they were just waving the flag at the Falcons, and then later they shifted gears to Joe Buck and to Troy Aikman, and now they're putting over Brady, but earlier they didn't put him over. He's throwing picks to Alfred, number 23. The kid's a stud from the Falcons. While the Patriots are on offense, while they're getting smashed in the first half, Belichick is talking to a defensive player. I got nervous. I'm like, oh man, Billy's mad. He's not giving up. That's what happened in this game. It's a story of never giving up. It's a story of pure heart and determination. It's a story of let's just 
piss all over everything Taz likes and doesn't like. Tom Brady, 25-point comeback, largest in the career history. Tom Brady, MVP of Super Bowl. Tom Brady, God, he's God! Damn it! I hate everyone. I can't take it. <laughs> Belichick, you gotta wear team-issued stuff. How's he not wearing such the Super Bowl? He's not repping the logo. He's got, what is that, like his lucky hot jacket? I've never seen it. Listen, I pay attention to Belichick. I do. I, I know. I'm not obsessed with these guys, okay? I've never seen him wear that. I have not seen him wear that. I'm not on Snapface instant chat. I don't understand why you're not wearing something with the logo. The other thing that really pissed me off from a, a wardrobe perspective is the Joe Buck yourself. The knot on his tie absolutely sucked. Yes. How in the F? What? How in the F? Look, I worked for Vince McMahon for That is a very listen, specific listen, listen, detail. I worked for Vince McMahon for about a decade, bro. You got to look right. Your knot can't look like suck fakes. You got to. He looked like a, like a seventh grader tied his knot. You gotta have a representing a nice, you know, square knot or or Windsor double Windsor Jones something. Bring me a knot, and the Troy Aikman eh, borderline decent knot. You look at those ESPN uh, color commentators, uh, broadcasters in the studio. Those guys don't play around. They all got good knots, dude. You look at any on cameras of me in SmackDown when I used to wear a, a, a jacket and tie. My knot was the bomb all the time. The reason why I didn't make it. Vince McMahon made my knot. No, he did. That's that true story. I, I might have talked about it in the past. Vince used to tie the knots on my on my. I'm not kidding you. He would have you guys like walk by, and he would just like, no, 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 straighten no. it up just for you. Just me, just me, because I was obsessed with a good. No, I'm not kidding. I was obsessed with a good that's knot. That's funny. And he'd make fun of Michael Cole. Oh, Michael, your knot looks like shit. Uh, yeah, that's. I'm not kidding. That's what you say. And and uh, you know, mine was always legit because I would leave my tie hanging on the seam by the seamstress area. And by his office usually, and I'd leave it there early in the day, and, and and then at one point later it would be sitting there tied. So it wasn't like he did it around my neck, but he would. You know, I, was gonna say, I, mean, I pictured you like a kid, no. like Dad. Do you mind? Uh... I would never let him <laughs> tie that thing while it was around my neck. He'd try to hang me. Obviously, I know Vince McMahon. I would never allow that. But that's a true story. He would tie my knots. For me. I'd just leave them there, and, and it would be done because the man makes the most legit knots. I am not kidding you. Vince knots are sick. Joe Buck yourself. Knots suck. That made me nuts how bad that knot was. It sucks to hear because, I, look, I've been in a position where people try to take video of you or take pictures of you. I was going to ask you how, how you handle. I, I was nowhere near the star this well, guy is, you know, but. but well, you're, you're a popular figure. You're recognizable. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. But I was in a Disney World with my family years ago. My son was young. And I, I might have told this a long time ago on this show or the human podcast machine. I don't remember. <clears throat> so, um, real quick, not a long story. I'll just keep it simple. My wife and I, my son was little. He was in a stroller. And, you know, we're on vacation in Disney. We were like the market gimmick place, whatever it's called. The market fern and burnum, they call it, right? Something like that. Yeah, that's all right. Something like that. No one cares. And what happens is we're over there and, uh, and everybody's shopping, running around, you know. 
And I'm just sitting there pushing my kid in the stroller. I'm out of my business. It's 6,000 degrees. I don't even want to be there, bro. What you know? month? Did, tell me you went in the summer. That's oh, we go right in the middle of August, bro. Right when it's, I want to go when it's the hottest because I want to be miserable, complete misery. <laughs> All right, that fits. Sweat my nuts off right there, right? So I'm sitting there. I'm just, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a wrestler at this time. I'm working for WWE. I'm, um, this is probably very early 2000, maybe 2000, maybe that year I was in, that first year I started wrestling for WWE. And this guy's with his family, and I, I, this is before all the smartphones, but people had cell phones, right? like flip phone Jones and all that stuff, right? But you could take, like some of them, remember, if you remember, some you could take a picture on, yeah. right? And I see the guy doing something with his phone, and you, you know, when you've been kind of a public figure long enough, you know when people are either following you or taking a picture. So for any of you guys out there, if you get starstruck by a, a musician or an actor or an athlete or a wrestler, you know, don't, don't just do your best to just be professional, be um, not professional, be a gentleman or a lady. And if they're with their family, leave them alone. If they're alone or with a friend, say, hey, can I take a picture with you? Always ask. Don't just take it upon yourself to take your phone out and video people. It's very rude. It's 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 very annoying, and it's really pisses people off, and it's very very disrespectful. Just because people are in the public eye, or this guy's a multimillionaire, Darrell Revis, or Steph Curry, or LeBron James, or Tom Brady, uh, whoever. Did he take the balls and order the equipment guy to alter them? Come on now. But even if it's even if anybody. You just leave them alone or, or ask nicely. I, I got to go with Deshaun Watson just because big time, big time player, big game, you know, national championship, Alabama, the whole deal. Uh, been a Heisman running two years in a row, didn't win it. I, I got. I think Deshaun uh, Watson, if, as far as overall top player, I would think. Also, got to look at Dalvin Cook. Uh, Delvin Cook, I might be saying his first name wrong, from Florida State, a really uh, great running back. Kind of a, a not, not a huge guy, but he's kind of built a little bit like Ezekiel Elliott, uh, Elliott I should say, from the Cowboys. Um, used, to be, used to be with Ohio State. But I think uh, Cook, Watson, Fournette, those three guys, I think definitely uh, will be in that top running, bro. From the Combine, uh, Alabama linebacker, first-round prospect, stud, Reuben Foster. He had a little altercation. He got into a shouting match at the hospital. I heard about this. I want to talk about it the other day. but And uh, he pulled the uh, do you know who I am gimmick. You know, um, <laughs> I wanted to get your take on that because I feel like you would definitely – you wouldn't pull it, but I feel like you well, would bury people that do. Speaking of pull it, I mean, you know, you're going to see the doctor, and when they go to this – they treat these guys like they're, like, you know, they're animals. They're farm animals. Like, I'm poking this and that. Let's check this. They're putting a tape measure up in your groin. No way. Watch that. And next thing you know, let's measure the inside of your crotch. No, I'm good. You know, like, you know, let's measure the circumference of your ankle. Let me see. Your one buttocks is 12 inches high. The other one's 12.3. Like, no, please get the tape measure off me. Okay, please. And, and just go away. Okay? Uh, you know, so he, meaning uh, Ruben Foster, got pissed off. And got into a, you know, uh, got a little hot about it. Now, this could hurt him. He got sent home, right? He did. <laughs> Send this guy right to the Raiders. Um, that's how it used to be back in the day. You had a problem like that, you go to the Raiders. Tom Brady is getting into a food delivery business, trying to hack me because of my the support I have from Blue Apron. So it, it's, it's kind of a company like Blue Apron, just not as good, uh, from what I understand. And without naming names, I even have... The, the name of the company is 
got a color involved with it, like a blue apron has, right? It is it is a shade, well, not a shade, but it is a color. Do you have any other information you can say about this to prove that this guy, this guy's doing this? So that it says that he's doing it, right? It's news. It absolutely is news. Well, speak, sir. Speak about it. See, with the Taz Show, you get three free meals when you sign up. This, this, and the other thing. A lot of great offers. So be sure to sign up for Blue Apron, of course, and use the Taz Show. Absolutely. Now with Tom Brady's new venture. <laughs> It's a it's a cheap seventy eight dollars a week, just a measly seventy eight. Wow, seventy eight. This guy for really, six meals. That's a lot of money. That's a, and this guy really needs money. He's Ooh. he's obviously hurting. Why yeah. else would you? you no, know, he's hurting. Gouge your fans. Yeah, seventy eight dollars. But I'm giving three free meals and, and free shipping over here with Blue Apron. Blue Apron? Are you kidding me? Seventy eight dollars. What does he think this guy? This guy thinks everybody won a Super Bowl. What is he crazy? Now, was my, that just for his NFL friends? Is that what that's for? $78? What are you kidding? That's nuts! What are you nuts? That's a lot of... Dude, I didn't know it was $78 for the service that they have. Speaking of nuts, he's... <laughs> no, this isn't even a joke. All right. It's in Sound the article. Like it. <laughs> it's in the article. He sells $50 bag of nuts on his own. He's, like, really into this health kick. Hold on a second. Wait, wait, wait. I... Did you... Wait a second! He, he Tom Brady, Tom is Brady. selling nuts also? He's selling... Uh... This guy is really struggling. Yeah, he, I mean, sells, he sells bags of nuts. I mean, Tom Brady, do you really need to be concerned about your branding at this stage in your career? The guy is a household name. Just casually hold up your Super Bowl rings. I think that would be fine. No, but really, dude, how much money this man must make? His wife, she, she's kind of got a pretty successful successful career herself. They're selling nuts. Hot, hot nuts from the, the push car. They're selling hot, juicy nuts. That's what you're telling me. I don't know if they're juicy. They're, they're I'm going to close the door. we got corporate business going on here. I'm screwing about juicy nuts they're over They're definitely here. hot nuts. I know what we can give away. Oh, boy. What? A Chef Mike Beck. Old. An old. An, yep. Nice like and raw. Like, mail it to someone. Dude, yep. that's genius. That is genius. And by the time it gets to somebody, it could be like green mold. Like, freaking hair on it and stuff. Like really dress it up hair. nice for him. Just keep it wrapped up in the cellophane. That's Friggin' a mail a, a beck to someone. Bacon, egg, and cheese, Jones with ketchup on it. And hot sauce. Sneaky Pete. Oh, Texas, Texas Pete. Texas Pete. Oh, the Sneaky Pete. That's a different one. It's a new one. Yeah. JR <laughs> has could, that one. It sneaks up on you. That's JR's. Yeah. He's got the Sneaky Pete. It's not a bad idea. Maybe we should put a poll up. If you Whoever wins the March Madness uh, gimmick we do and give an option, should you win a T-shirt? A Chef Mike Beck. What's the third? Um, let's gotta think. Um, we can have someone gets to go to lunch with you. We fly him in. No, that's not. <laughs> if you if you live in the New York City area, I will be happy to go to lunch with you. But we are not flying anyone in. Okay, watch that. Um, yeah, no, there's no flying anywhere. Okay, so we're going to give a and back. If it's a, if it's a lady, maybe they go on a date with Anthony if yeah. you're yeah. open. <laughs> you think that's going to happen? Give me a break. Not today. They'll so lose on purpose. Yeah, no, 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 thank you. I'm good. <laughs> uh, give me the old Beck. Give me the old Beck. Give me the green molded Beck, you prick. Brian Fitch says uh, Blue Cheese Jones. I don't know what he means by that, but it's not a bad idea to send a cup of blue cheese to someone if they win.
Oh, it's a basketball <laughs> tournament. It's a basketball tournament, right? We should really just give old food. No, maybe I should just like we could all sign a basketball. That's actually a really good idea. A deflated you. one. I'm pretty. <laughs> That's funny. A ba- an orange and black. They're all orange and black. An orange and black <laughs> basketball. <laughs> we'll give a normal basketball. We'll say Tasho official. Yeah, just say Tasho official Tasho ball. Yeah, we'll put uh, we'll put a sticker on that ball and uh, send it in a ball bag and get it over to you. Real simple. Yeah. Sign it up. Sign that bitch up. Send you a Spalding. Right, not a Nike, a Spalding ball. <laughs> March Madness thing, especially like Patriot League, which is a mid-major, smaller, smaller, uh, you know, programs. It's it, that's some of the best stuff. The mid-major conferences, to me, are hands down infinitely better than watching like the ACC tournament. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The I agree. Pac-12, whatever, because the, the majority of those teams know they're going to get in. With the mid-major, Patriot League is getting one bid. That's right. So you you know, not that the other conferences aren't playing their hearts out, but these you know. For uh, for North Carolina or Duke or somebody like that, you know, if you lose in the ACC tournament, right, no big right. deal. Right, they're always in. Right, We're right, still right. getting the tournament. But you know, it, you know, for hire Bucknell. Right, right. Different start. But Buck, what Bucknell's had success years ago. Remember that they, they, you know, a couple years back, they've been in the tournament. I think once or twice. And actually, Lehigh had beaten Bucknell twice during the regular season in the Patriot League in, in conference games. Uh, but going into this, the one seed was Bucknell for the Patriot League because they were at home anyway. But um, it was big time, big time win for them. I remember a couple of years ago, speaking of mid majors, what was it? Coastal Carolina, Coastal Carolina, in- Florida Gulf Coast. That's it, dude. Everybody was going crazy for them. Dunk City. Yeah, man, it was nuts. They were like, and then, and then once they did the job, they lost. It was like no one cared. Whatever. They're gone. That's what happened. So, <laughs> they're, well, they're in again this year. They're. I don't know what the Atlantic Sun. I didn't know they were. Uh, are they in Atlantic Sun? I didn't. Oh, they are SoCon. So- I don't know what they're in. Yeah, yeah. That's the, that's what I love about them. The, the conferences are so obscure that we don't even know. Yeah, well, some of them. Well, well, some of them, well, not Patriot League, dude. I mean, Patriot League, for those that don't know, that's Army, West Point, Navy, the Naval Academy in Annapolis. That's uh, Bucknell, Lehigh, Lafayette, Loyola, Maryland, which, you know, is always a powerhouse in sports in general. Uh, Colgate, I, I don't know if I said that. Lafayette, I might have said. Holy Cross, Cross up in, in Massachusetts. Those are those are big hot. They're all. They're, it's like an IV, but not an IV. You know, at, from an academic standpoint. You oh, know, absolutely. You know, I know a lot about a lot of things, bro. That's I'm just well versed. I mean, hence the success. <laughs> when you were gone, dude, I announced who I picked to win the, the the tournament, the NCAA tournament. Okay. I just did. I don't know if I want to know. Why? Well, you're the producer. You're going to hear I like, it today. I like the surprise. Hey, well, I'm saying. Why? Is it bad that I did that? No, I just. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, I don't think so either. I don't know why. Because the tournament starts today. I know it does at noon. So, uh, Janet Joe was on, and he said who he picked. So, I, I and he's in the tournament, a uh, wild tournament. So, I wanted to say, I, I did pick. Uh, this is the. This is it. I pick, whoa, boy. I picked none other than a team with a mascot known as a Wildcat. And they are known as Arizona. Yes, that's who I picked. Oh. Yes. So I think they're going to win. See, when you said Wildcat, I thought Kentucky. Of course, but I'm not a jobber. See, and the reason why I'm not a jobber is because with Kentucky and Duke, all the one seeds, it, it all that's easy. That's easy. I actually, actually heard a very successful uh, radio megastar kind of talk about this yesterday, and I agree with him wholeheartedly. Put my mic on! That guy. So, yeah, basically... It's so easy to just say, I think Villanova's going to win. Oh, no, no, Duke. 
Duke's going to win. No, no, no. Well, I'd say my final four is Duke, Kentucky, uh, Villanova, North Carolina. Oh, okay. Wow. That's really, like, you know, really? Really? You know what I mean? Like, is that, that, is that what you did? Front runner Jones. I didn't go there. I picked a couple of bracket buses that are going to the, the Elite Eight. You got to do that early. Oh, please. But at the end of the Blue Bloods win the national title. Blue Bloods. I'll tell you what, sir. How about you with the blue balls? Okay, so not orange balls, blue balls. What about blue bloods? The, the ones that are that, that traditional rich, they get all the top recruits. Those, they always win, right? The rich get richer in the NCAA. <laughs> that happens in the wrestling business, too, by the way. I'm still <laughs> yeah, let you yeah. know that. It's not just in the NCAA. I can promise you that. So the NCAA is at work. <laughs> oh, that goes without saying. You really put yourself out there. I have Duke in my final four. I have four. Arizona in my final four. I have Duke in my final <laughs> okay. four. So we're on the same. But I don't have them winning. Who's your, who? Okay, give on me the your other, final four. On the other side of the. Uh, so I have Duke and Arizona out of the East and the West. In the Midwest, I have Kansas. Not going out on a limb there either. And then in the South, I have Kentucky. All right, we're close on the uh, on the left side. We're not. Well, actually, we're exact on the left side. I have Duke and Arizona. Okay. Okay, and then I have Oregon and UCLA. Ooh. And the final Pac-12 matchup. The, yes, sir. In the championship, I'm going Arizona against UCLA, and I think Arizona wins. So you have three Pac-12 teams in the final four. You're damn right, son. Impressive. That's, yeah, well, that's what I, I don't float like everybody else. I'm gonna say UNC wins the Tar Heels. Oh, that's really put. Uh, you know, I'm not like Duke. Duke, like you. I, I'm so disappointed to hear you, but I'm not surprised because you're a front runner. You have them in the You're final four. You're a giant four. fan. All giant fans are front, front runners. runner. <laughs> <laughs> break. A giant fan. That's, that's the easiest shit in the world. Oh, Try growing up being Jesus. a Jet fan, bro. The misery. I wasn't born into Jet fandom. Bro, I would be just as miserable as you. Giant Yankee fan, correct? <laughs> yeah, I got New lucky. York, New York Yankees and, and New York Giants, <laughs> or Jersey Giants, as I call them. So, two winning massive franchises. You're an entitled, spoiled brat. Like the rest of your generation, I grew up a Met Jet fan. You know the misery in that? I I mean, I see it every day. <laughs> I'm sitting in 105th place. I am Top Dog Jones amongst this team here. Dennis and Anthony, I'll tell you about those two guys in a second. You know what's going on with them, too, my conspiracy theory. And, and this lends credence to it. Seth, the KFJ, otherwise known as Tex... That's his new name. Uh, he is at 148th place. Okay, I'm winning. And Dennis and Anthony, they are tied. What a coincidence. The two butt buddies are tied at 342nd place. You guys couldn't plan this if you tried. You bunch of mocks. Both of you. I'm sick of you guys. I hate you both. <laughs> well, we love you. Thank you. So here's the thing. I'm a little upset because of this. Because my, my team that I picked, okay, the Wildcats of Arizona... I wanted. I picked them to win the whole thing. Well, they did the job last night to Xavier. Some people call it Xavier. Bullshit. I call it X Xavier. I'm going with the X. Okay, Xavier beat Arizona, 73 to 71, and it sucks. It killed my whole bracket. I'm done. Please stop. Okay, you. Dennis, that's why I'll jump over this table. Yes. I see you about to leave. Okay, and then and then as I'm, I'm going through this diatribe, I see friggin' Daniel Murphy on TV. Every Met fan's nightmare. Can't win a game. This is not part of house cleaning. I'm sick of Daniel Murphy. Sick. 
non-wrestling, non-baseball fans, and non-Americans. Like, who the f is Daniel Murphy? That's what they're saying. No one cares. They don't care about him. Us Met fans do. He's a former Met who was great. We loved him. And the Mets let him go. And now he's sticking it up our ass. Let's be frank. Grand Salami yesterday, otherwise known as a Grand Slam. That's inside terms. Salami. Well, my grandfather, God rest his soul, called a Grand Pajuto. A Grand Pajuto. What is he going through? He's on a winning team, and he left the Mets two years ago. Was he not on the Nats last year? He was. So what is he? What is he going through? He went to the World Series with the Mets. He played great. What is he? What is Murphy going through? Just the emotions of going against oh, your former stop squad. Stop the BS. Sick of this on a Monday. Everybody's going through something. Two years he's going through it. Get over it, Murphy. <laughs> The Cleveland Browns, you know, right now they need a quarterback, as everybody knows, but they also need a uh, defensive line, defensive ends. So I could see, uh, Garrett, that the uh, perception and what people are thinking, a lot of the experts, that Garrett will be the first pick. Now, my thing with the NFL draft is looking at all these, these names, all these of these kids that are coming out of college. You know, I, I, the guy that jumps out to me is a guy that's projected, okay, to be the 20th pick. In the first round, and that's Deshaun Watson, the quarterback from Clemson, which to me is crazy. This guy almost won the Heisman not once, but twice. He was right here in Manhattan at the Heisman gimmick dinner, at the Heisman trophy presentation, and he did the job twice. But just to be there is huge. The guy won the national friggin' championship last year with the Clemson Tigers. Tigers. This guy, I think he was in the national championship the year before. I mean, you know, Deshaun Watson, to me, is not going to be a bust quarterback. This guy is legit and the real deal. So if I'm the Browns, i got to be honest, I'm, I'm getting him. I'm taking Deshaun Watson. Let's be honest, the guy plays good wearing an orange helmet. Right? Think about it. Clemson, Browns. <laughs> Trubisky is kind of like, you think about like Mark Sanchez. You know, Mark Sanchez played at USC. And, and, and the poor kid rolled pine for three years, and his senior year, he had a great year, and was not a stellar NFL quarterback. So some, uh, like me, are thinking, eh, Trubisky could be, you know, the guy played 13 games for the UNC Tar Heels. Played 13 games. You know, I'm not saying that that doesn't mean he's not a really good quarterback. I'm not saying he can't be successful, but Deshaun Watson is a proven commodity. Not only that, Dennis, Deshaun Watson, I get your point that with the Browns because they need so much help like the Jets you know I do think that you need that cornerstone you need that quarterback because you could build your franchise around him he's the most important guy that most important element is the quarterback I don't think Trubisky's that guy because he's not proven and battle tested to the level Deshaun Watson is I was a little pissed off at my bills initially when they uh, traded they're around to the to the I mean their spot I should say to the Kansas City Chiefs, and I, I took the Twitter I got a little pissed, you know. And people are like no no Taz it's okay it's a good move relax, you know. Were you okay with the move that the Bills made? If oh, the Bills, very smart. Yeah, because they got a, a third round a third pick, uh, a first round pick next year I think right, and they got a they swapped first rounds swapped, this year a right. third round I, th- I believe and then a first round next year. That's yeah. that's a fleecing. But what I was happy about was the guy that they got from LSU, the D-back, the cornerback, Tredavious White. This kid is tremendous, dude. I watched him play at LSU. 
This is a guy who wore the number 18, not one, but two years in a row, which is a very highly uh, respected number that the, that the team asks you if you'd wear it. It's for the guy, like a lot of schools, like a lot of schools and different sports programs and colleges have a number like this that they, or even high school, that it's a prestigious number. Either it's for maybe a player that was a great player or maybe is no longer with us or it's someone that's just, I don't know the history of number 18 at LSU. I do know that it's a highly touted number and this guy wore it not one year, two years, back to back and it was given to him, offered to him to wear he is uh, an LSU, let's be honest, dude. I mean, they, they have become like defensive back you. I'm like Francesca when he did the, uh, you know what I'm talking about? When he was reading something, he was reading something. Like, uh, poor, the poor Zingus. Poor Zingus thing, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the, uh, he, uh, he wants to play for the Knicks. So. A lot of New York people, not non-New Yorkers might never know what we're talking about. He was doing that. <laughs> What the hell's oh, going on? Uh, let me go with. Let me go with B. 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 Man, it's a lot of them too. It was Bob Bradley? That's reverse. If I go Bob Bradley, they're going to be in a controlled, competitive, barbaric environment in a boxing match. So that means. Right? Unless I missed something here. McGregor can't shoot a single leg, take him down, put a submission on him. So McGregor, the heel, keep that in mind, is going into a fight that's not in his wheelhouse. So when he loses, because he will, he can say, look, man, it's no big deal. This is not, this is not, I'm not a boxer. You know, if he wants to fight me, I'll fight him again. Yeah, he might have beat my ass. No problem. I'll fight him, take the gloves off. And let's do my style. Let's do another fight. And, and let's go MMA. And then Mayweather would get smoked. Okay? So I've seen boxers try to grapple. It's not pretty. It's not. <laughs> you can't fake that. You can't, meaning that you can't try to grapple when you don't know how. You can't try to wrestle. McGregor knows how to throw his hands. We know that. I mean, he's not like a novice. I don't want to come off like the guy's a novice. But I, I like why I mentioned Nate Diaz. I think Nate, I think when I think of MMA guys, and again, I don't follow as much as some of you folks, but. When I think of MMA guys that can throw hands, you know, I, I, I don't think of a McGregor as much as I would a, a Diaz. <laughs> Gotta talk wrestling, you dumbass! So, yeah. This phone's been ringing like crazy. Been busy all day. I talked raw a lot earlier. Talked a little bit, gave my thoughts, opinions on the home run derby. Aaron Judge, King of Kings. Stanton knocked out first round. Shocker Jones. 47 home runs in total. Aaron Judge hit. Total. This guy is done for the rest of the year for the Yankees. Done. And Dennis is so mad that I say that. He is done. I just I just wish. I don't even think you believe that. I think you're just I really trying to get I, me. No, I, I'm not trying to get you. I feel, I feel bad because at the end of the year when he's MVP... I, listen, I like Aaron Judge. I respect this kid, man. I hope he's the MVP. Dennis, I really, I'm not a Yankee hater. I told you that. No, I know that. But I'm just telling you, I, his, his, he, the bump card is full. Like, my bump card's full. I'm done. I don't think it, it For is. the season, his home run card is full. He's done. Let's say he's never going to hit a home run again the rest of the year. So, realistically, what do you think he's going to hit? Ten more home runs? Five. 
Maybe I'm exaggerating. Uh, not even ten. Uh, not eight. Eight home runs. I'm serious about that. Single digits. I, I just it's done. I hope I'm wrong. This kid's been red hot all year. The new Derek Jeter. Okay, hold. That's already just. I, look, I like the kid, but everybody's just pumped the brakes a little bit with this whole new Derek Jeter thing. Seriously, <laughs> slow down. Derek Jeter had a long, successful career, championship after championship. One of my favorite baseball players of all time that I've ever watched play is Derek Jeter. And I'm not a Yankee fan. As a New Yorker, just that's a role model. Guy's the man. If Aaron Judge was my kid, I'd have to talk to my wife because he's a lot taller than me. That's number one. <laughs> okay. Uh, honey. That's what? the first thing. What's going Are you sure Aaron's my kid here? What are we doing here? He's 6'7". What's the story? Yeah, well, you're 5'7". Yeah. I'm actually more than that, but I digress. If he was my kid, man, I would be panicked right now because people are re- comparing him to Derek Jeter. He's too new. He's too young. He's a rook. Fresno State, great baseball program. Bulldogs. Red, white, and blue colors. I got it. I know. I know the Fresno State Bulldogs. Who was their manager for a long time? Then he went, uh, Augie Garrido. Was he the manager? Or he played there years ago. Augie GTS. I feel like Augie Garrido was the... Uh, Texas? Texas? Texas, Texas or Texas? Uh, Miami? Not Miami. Texas, I think. I thought he... He has ties to Fresno State, I think. Or Guerrero, Guerrero, Guerrero. It's not Guerrero. How do you say his name? It's, good. it's not like uh, Augie Guerrero. Guerrero. He was a legendary. He was a Texas manager. Yeah, but see where he played. I think he might have played at Fresno State like years ago. He's an older guy. I don't know if he's alive anymore. Is he alive? He's an older man. I know that. But uh, my point is I'm talking about Fresno State baseball. It's great, great baseball. Great college program. And that's where Aaron Judge played. He played college baseball at Fresno State. Look at this shit. It's unbelievable, dude. You, are you not? Come on. That is impressive. Andy, Andy, Andy. What's up, boss? Bro, put me over. How good was that? That was pretty impressive. I was like, did he just make that name up? Look at you, man. Dropping knowledge. Spitting knowledge, as the kids are saying it. It's funny, because like that fan the one time was like, you have a hard time remembering stuff about your careers, but I when know. it comes to sports, you're like an encyclopedia. Dude, it's the total truth. The Tech Show, The Tech Show, step right up and greet the show, streaming and screaming every day, what the hell does the lumberjack write? Because you know that Tez is running the game, calling your names, the guy is insane, because we're over like Rover, The Tech Show is just the best, because it's not just some sticky podcast. Is that not the money? Oh, man. That is just the money. 